0: In this episode, I'll talk about why you want to practice riding without reins. It can be a pretty humbling experience, but the benefits in the long-term make it well worth the effort. So here we go, episode 147, Ride Without Reins. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. So I often get asked about riding without reins and if it's a good idea or doesn't it hurt the horse's posture or things like that. So I think just to kind of zoom out a little bit, you know, riding without reins is something that lots of people can do. I mean, it's I think everybody agrees it's totally possible to ride without reins. And I think most people when seeing that are thinking Oh my God, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know Like that be that must be amazing. And it is. It's an amazing feeling to be able to ride your horse without reins, especially if it's going well and you feel like you can really trust your horse and your horse is still communicating with you, you know and, and nothing's going wrong. <laughs> so riding without reins can take a really simple moment with your horse and just make it magical because you're riding with no reins. But often the questions come in more from uh, a dressage kind of point of view, or if there's people interested in, in, in creating really good biomechanics and good posture with their horse and, you know, the healthy aspect of it. And when they think about taking the reins off, often the experience is all that good posture goes right out the window because the reins were being used as one of the Primary communicators of being in that posture. So I can understand why there would be questions about that. It's like it seems like the evidence is well, my horse is nice and round when I have him on the bit. And if I don't have reins, the head's flying up in the air and he's falling in on a shoulder. So therefore, we should not ride without reins. We should always have the reins there. A lot of times people will say, oh, my horse wants the contact, they want the reins because they feel more secure. And yeah, that's probably true. If that's the way you've trained him. I mean, if you, if you train so that the reins are giving him a ton of information and then you take the reins away, yeah, he's going to be lost. So I guess the question is why, you know, is it a, is it even a smart thing to do? Is it something that we want to do? And, you know, if it is, you know, why? Prove it to me. (laughs) So I think, you know, with each individual horse, if they said, oh, should I ride without the reins? I mean, my answer is in theory, everyone I think could benefit from riding without the reins because it's what you do to be able to do that. That's the important thing. So, it's true that in any one given moment, if we just took the reins off, it could be a train wreck. (laughs) It could be really unsafe and really painful and harmful to the horse and not a good experience at all. So just know when I'm talking about riding without reins, I don't necessarily mean just like, we'll take the reins off and see what happens. Right. But to think about what would I need to do to be able to ride without the reins and strive towards that? Because in my experience, riding without the reins can often be the biggest breakthrough that a horse and rider could have on their quest to creating a healthy and harmonious connection and a trusting partnership. So there are many ingredients to having a wonderful, balanced, elastic, powerful, engaged, calm (laughs) horse with a beautiful posture and a free-flowing way of moving, you know. And there are many ingredients to riding in connection with the reins, with a circuit of free-flowing energy and experiencing the feeling that the horse is just there underneath you between your Legs in your hands and light on his feet, accepting of the contact, yet in self-carriage, right? So these these are all wonderful things that we want to strive for. But if you think about some of those ingredients and adjectives that I just mentioned, uh, many of those are actually most easily developed without the reins there. So here's some things to think about most of a horse's body and posture is not the head and neck. Most of the horse's body and posture is their body. And keep in mind that everything affects posture, mental state, environmental influences, the mood that the horse is in, uh, you know, emotional state, your balance, your mood, your mental state. So there's a long list because everything will affect the posture. I and mean, we've all seen, you know, what a, a, a 10 degree drop in temperature can affect the posture of your horse, up or down. <laughs> so I'll, I think it's important to state from the beginning that when you think about those adjectives that I described in that, you know, powerful, engaged, calm, balanced, elastic, circuit of flowing energy, you know, the feeling that your horse is just there underneath your seat, light on his feet, in self-carriage. You know, a lot of those things have, have nothing to do with quote unquote, being on the bit and human hands tend to want to grab and pull. We are just wired that way. And at the same time, contraction of the head and neck and defensive posture caused by discomfort in the mouth are one of the biggest causes of postural problems. And those are some of the reasons why you would not be having a nice circuit of energy or free-flowing movement or balance. So we, when you look at the posture of the horse in this more holistic way, you'll realize that riding without the reins is gonna actually put you on the best path forward to create lightness, trust, freedom, and the posture that embodies that. Now, when you ride without reins, it doesn't mean that you have to just let your horse plop around going however and wherever he likes. So I think the key is to have a high standard for things like seat connection, and building the communication and building self-regulation. Because when you have um, self-regulation and you have the communication, a go stop, turn back up, all of those things with the seat, then often the posture will naturally improve. And when a horse really understands what you're asking of him and he's in cooperation, instead of you having to use controlling aids to box them in and prevent this from leaking out and hold that from leaking out, he's going to be organizing his body better himself because that's how you're going to train because you can't, (laughs) you can't do it without the, you can't use your rain aids if your rain aids aren't there. So that lack of seat connection Lack of communication, lack of self-regulation, independent of the reins, and, you know, lack of trust are some of the biggest reasons for poor posture. And if that's true, then riding without the reins is actually going to be the fastest way to improve those. It's not the fastest way to make it look like it's working, even if it isn't, but it is the fastest way to actually get to the root and improve them. So riding without the reins is one tool to help you achieve the qualities you're looking for. And it's the most direct way to develop self-carriage, right? And But if you'd practice riding without the reins with that f- focus in mind, right? So you could ride without the reins and your horse just like takes off bucking and zipping here and there and everywhere. And, you know, I mean, that can be fun too. <laughs> depending on the horse, but you want to make sure that you're riding without the reins, thinking of it as seat connection, self-carriage, self-regulation. And riding without the reins gives the horse a real opportunity to feel what it's like to be trusted, to be in lightness and to be responsible for himself you know, as soon as we get on and we start fixing things up, we often cheat the horse of that experience. You know, we talk a lot about what we want to feel from the horse, what he's supposed to do, and we use all our aids to try to get him to do it. But imagine the feeling from for the horse, that the horse feels trusted. He can feel lightness and he can feel responsible He can have a job and understand it and want to do it. So I ride without the reins. If I have a horse that's not ready to ride in connection with the reins. And with many horses, you just know that if the reins are there, it's not going to have a positive connection. So due to a long list of reasons. So if I'm riding a horse that I don't know, or I'm meeting for the first time, um, if, if they're leaning on the reins because they're going too fast and they're leaning on the reins because they're falling in on the circle and they're leaning on the reins because they're cutting in off the wall all the time or just, you know, curling up because they're so sensitive in their mouths that they they don't even want to touch the bit. That's the perfect candidate for a horse to ride without the reins because they're already... You having problems that are showing up in the reins and all problems show up in the reins if the reins are there. So taking the reins away (laughs) is a big first step in the solution. So although, yes, I absolutely believe we have a a responsibility to help horses develop a healthy posture that's going to allow them to carry our bodies in a pain-free way, Right? So we want to teach them to be, to, to engage. We want to ride them in a way that their backs are up and not sagging down and leading to kissing spines and things like that. But we have to be careful not to think that the answer lies only in the reins and the contact. So freedom of movement is so important. And too much of the time reins become a restriction, and a source of problems getting in the way of that freedom of movement. Many, many times, a big training issue has been solved by dropping the reins and making sure that the horse's mind and feet are connected to the rider's mind and seat. So any problem in the body is going to show up in the mouth and a mistake in the mouth will certainly negatively affect the whole body. So unless we're really expert in our efforts to use our reins to make everything only better, (laughs) there's going to be a chance that we're going to be making things harder for them. And once a horse has an issue in their mouth, it can be so much harder to change later mouth issues can be one of the hardest things to change way after the original reason for that mouth issue and that defensive, whatever it is that they're doing, opening their mouth, clenching their jaw, sticking their tongue out, crossing their jaw, you know, lots and lots of things can happen in the mouth. Once that issue's there, you can remove the reason for that problem being formed. And sometimes the habit still remains. So I try to use riding without reins as a way to eliminate having problems in this very delicate, sensitive area of the horse. Meanwhile, doing my best to not create other problems by not having that beautiful connection and very subtle and precise communication that is possible with when you use the reins. So there are mental, emotional and physical benefits. So the mental, emotional, and physical benefits to riding without the reins are huge. Mentally, you're gonna have to educate your horse to understand your seat and focus to a higher level. And improving this will improve everything. And emotionally, you're gonna have to trust your horse and you're gonna train differently if you're working towards not needing the reins, and that will help everything. And physically by removing the reins, you are removing one of the biggest causes of brace and defensive posture. So even if you never actually take the reins off training as if you will improves everything. Hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom it's my video training library and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that i teach but for may june and july we are going to be doing extra monthly live q a calls and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost We've never offered this before, so it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered, either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. Now, the video classroom, I think, is always the best deal. And for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one-week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. The really great trainers are riding without the reins, even when the reins are there. They're using their hands only for communication about connection and subtle, subtle things, and, and they can easily drop the reins and still have a light rideable horse with a natural balance. There are many times when I'm training horses that they may start to become heavy or not positive in the connection in some way. And there are certain, you know, communications and exercises that I can return to, to quickly interrupt whatever the momentum of the horse is you know like beginning to fall out or fall in you know um, leaning on the forehand or hiding from the reins and so an example of a, a really fundamental riding with no reins exercise that all my horses learn and start with and i don't, i can't live without it i don't i don't know how to train without doing this one which is a simple follow the rail stop in the corners, make a corner, wait there, move forward, go to the next corner, halt on a straight line, wait, yield, so that you're on the next long side or short side, wait, go, straight line, follow the rail, halt in the corner. So just following the rail with halts in the corners. And that exercise really teaches them to, and you, to focus, it teaches you to focus and it teaches your horse to follow that focus. It helps them be responsible for keeping their feet going where you are thinking of them going. So the horses that always need that inside leg or always need something with the inside hand to keep them from dropping their shoulder and cutting the corner, you can can use aids to physically control the body. And that's often what you'll read in the in the horsey textbooks <laughs> of, you know, how to keep your horse on the rail, right? Aids for keeping your horse on the rail or keeping your horse on the circle or keeping your horse in the shoulder and whatever it is. Or you can do an exercise that trains your horse to follow your focus and be responsible. So when you have the horse's mind and feet committed to following the rail because they understand the exercise, <laughs> what's that TikTok thing? they understand the assignment. (laughs) So, and that they can stop from your seat before they even get to the wall. And then they yield. There's so much in that exercise for seat connection. And once a horse learns that, then, you know, as you're, as you're going up the levels or progressing your trainings, you know, sometimes fundamentals get lost a little bit and you have to go revisit the basics and tune them up. And that's, so common that, you know, you have your happy little baby dressage horse, and then all of a sudden you're like at fourth level, but now you need a ton of aids again. Like what happened? I I didn't need any aids just to follow the rail. And now I need all of them (laughs) just to go collect a trot down alongside. So when I feel things like that, um, happening with a horse, then I know, Oh, a little piece of the basics got, um, got lost in all this sophisticated communication. And I always want to feel like the basics, the, that the basic pieces are within the complicated pieces. And the feeling of riding with no reins is always inside riding with reins. So no matter what the level of the horse, I want to feel like I can return to now just follow the rail with no reins. And that's sometimes the quickest way to come back to lightness, come back to self-carriage, correct um, major crookednesses or, you know, when they're related to falling in on the circle or leaning in or just seeing that corner coming and starting to dive bomb before you get to it, (laughs) you know, and so a lot of those problems can be solved by helping the horse's mind understand where to go so he gets his feet there. And now you've got like 80% of the imbalances addressed be- through training, through the horse understanding what to do. I've rehabilitated many uh, trained horses that have been bored to death, you know, upper level horses, even who are so checked out because there's no thinking involved. They just are supposed to like submit and do what they're told and they're not mentally engaged in the process at all and horses some sometimes dressage horses even even upper level i wouldn't i was going to say highly trained but a checked out you know horse that knows fancy stuff is not highly trained he's just upper level but poorly trained but you know that that feeling of just putting their bodies in places without having them feel like they're participating, can can dull them, they'll check out, they'll be bored, just do it to me, It'll, it only lasts about 45 minutes, how bad could this get? And when you find some exercises where you're building the actual seat connection, the communication, you're actually giving them some freedom to move, a whole world opens up. So the mental emotional part of them being trained in a way that they have some choice and being trained in a way that they're trusted and that we, we let them know that it's okay if they try some different things and then we can educate and let them know and help them pick the thing that we want them to pick. that's a totally different experience than just put the head here and put your leg on there, you know, but again, I want to emphasize that, um, good in quotes, good or bad riding doesn't get measured by just whether you're using reins or not. So I'm definitely not saying that anybody who rides without reins is a perfect rider. And anybody who rides with reins is a terrible rider. That's not it at all. Because like I said, really good trainers who ride with reins are probably riding without the reins, mostly even though the reins are there on the bridle and in their hands. So it's how you're thinking about it and it's how you're training it. And I think that's why it's so important to emphasize this because I ride my horses with reins all the time, but I also can take them off <laughs> and the feel that I have and the, the decisions about how do I address some issue that's coming up is done in the context of, I have a base of seat connection and responsibility, mind and feet following my mind and seat, you know, first. And it changes, it changes everything. So if your training is going well, no matter what technique you're using, there's nothing like the feeling of heading off with no reins or no bridle on a horse that's been given the opportunity to carry you you know, up and proud on his own and their natural posture in that circumstance will be up and will be light and will be naturally engaged. He'll be engaged because they are participating and they want to carry you and want to go. And a horse from there to put details of exactly how much you want him to track up or exactly how straight he is, is so much easier than trying to just work the body all at once. So I hope that intrigues you enough to think about riding without the reins and thinking about how you would train differently if you knew that your reins were about to fall off (laughs) at some point in the lesson. You know, if I said, hey, I'm going to show up your place randomly without you expecting it and take the reins away, how would you train differently starting now? so that it would be a safe and positive situation. So go ahead and play with this. And if you need help getting started with this, the the Dressage Naturally video classroom has videos exactly on this. And every video that we do is kind of based on this general philosophy. So dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. All right, I hope you enjoyed the pod and visit the Facebook group and let me know what you think. If this episode resonates with you, Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.